leadership is really just influence. And if you look at it that way, your influence is felt whether you are planning it or not. I mean, think of any time you walk into a room or someone else walks into a room, they definitely have influence, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. And so that's the thing about leadership. We're all leaders, whether we call ourselves that or not. So my whole idea is let's embrace that and and it put some energy behind how we actually want to show up and that influence that we do want to have. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. We are in episode 21 of the Second Breaks Podcast, and it is Monday, October 16th, 2017, as I record this episode. Our topic today is leadership and specifically the self-leadership that we need to make a career pivot or a career change. Now, before I introduce our lovely guest today, Kathy Burke, I wanted to spend a couple of minutes to unpack this topic for a bit, just to tie it closer to the conversation around career pivots and career change that we always have here on the podcast. So if you think about it, when you are thinking about making a career pivot or a career change, what you're really thinking about is stepping into a new role for yourself, right? And sometimes that new role is a completely different role from the one you've been doing. So it's a complete change, a complete career makeover. Sometimes though, it may not be completely different. It may be a different application of your talent and of your skills. So for example, let's say, um, let's say, let's say that you are a web developer today, and you're thinking about making a career pivot, you're thinking about instead of doing the actual web development, uh, you're thinking about teaching a web development, the skills to other folks, right? So it's not a complete makeover, because you're still in the same sort of field of work, but applying your skills in a different fashion. No matter what kind of a career move you're planning to make, though, one thing is true. You're always stretching yourself beyond your comfort zone, right? So regardless of whether it's an obvious step up uh, or not, the very nature of a career pivot or a career change means that you're taking on a new role. And that's the thing that requires self-leadership, right? Because, you know, to take on a new role, it requires for you to take action. It requires your drive. It requires your initiative, your your direction, your moxie, right? So all these things that we associate with the word leadership, which is why we get tripped up, right? Because it's all these words that play crazy games in our heads and we begin to wonder whether we have what it takes we begin to wonder whether we are ready maybe we need more training maybe we need more experience maybe you know we need more of whatever it is that we need more of right and so this is really why i invited kathy bork to the second breaks podcast kathy is a leadership development coach and a leadership development consultant 
And she's also a veteran in the world of career change. As, as you'll hear her talk about her story in a bit, you'll, you'll hear the, the many, many different roles that she's taken on during her professional life and, and uh, the many different hats that uh, she's had to wear. And uh, about a few years ago, uh, several years ago, she started a company called Rock Your Culture, which was a co- company that was focused on helping business owners become the remarkable leaders that they want to be. And then about a year and a half ago or so, she took on a different role altogether. She took on a position in a pharmaceutical organization that allows her to deepen her work in leadership development in a different avenue, right? So in this episode, Kathy and I talked about the things that trip us up when we're thinking of ourselves as leaders, uh, why we are all leaders, although we may not consider ourselves as such, and what to do when we feel that we're not ready to step up into our leadership role. Okie dokie. So let me transition to my conversation with Kathy, and I'll catch up with you at the back end. Kathy, welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I heard you give a talk last year, and I remember one of the things that really struck me was how interesting your career story is. You have had, you know, you've you've done a lot of things, you've worn different hats, and I was wondering maybe we could start with you giving us a little bit of a. Uh, you know, the summary maybe version of your career story, all the twists and turns and all the different things that you've done that led you to what you're doing today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I started my my career out waiting tables, as I'm sure a lot of people have back in high school and did that through my first few years of college and then went on to become a manager for a restaurant chain in St. Louis. Did that for several years until my husband and I moved to Nebraska and we decided to open our own business. So I opened a UPS store and talk about something that does not come with an instruction manual. (laughs) Running your own brick and mortar business is like you are sink or swim, baby. Even if it's a franchise, it was hilarious the things I've learned when I look back. But I did that. I also owned and operated a, a jewelry to design business. I made jewelry and I sold at art shows all across the Midwest. Then I also started the the company Rock Your Culture where I consult businesses on leadership development and creating the kind of business culture they want because so much of it is hinges on the leadership development. And now I'm in healthcare uh, with patient experience and still doing the leadership development. That's what I do for our organization. Uh, in the Wikipedia entry for career change, Kathy, I think you're going to, they're going to find your picture on it. <laughs> it's funny because I have, and this is, this is me to a bone. And this is, I think, uh, what has helped me with my career changes is I do panic probably just like everyone else, but I have very much the the ready, fire, aim approach. So I go ahead and fire and then I get all my ducks in a row. And it's really, truly helped me step outside of my box and my comfort zone. 
So I alluded to the talk that I heard you deliver last year, and I was very impressed. You talked about leadership and self-leadership, and I took a lot of notes. And that's actually why I really wanted to invite you here on the show, because I wanted to explore this topic with you, uh, which I think is very relevant for people who are thinking about doing career pivots and career changes, changes, which we're going to to uh, dive into a little bit more later. But so maybe we could start getting into the topic by talking about what your uh, observation is as to why people hold themselves back, uh, even when there is a good opportunity for them to take on a leadership role or to be a leader, uh, so much so that it looks like they're almost sabotaging themselves. Well, sabotaging is is such a strong word, but it actually is what we do without even realizing that we're doing it. As you will remember from that talk, I kind of start out with how many people in here feel that they're a leader. And I always have people raise their hands. And and since then, I've given that talk several times across different organizations. And it's always the same response that only, you know, like less than half the room raise their hands. And they're like, I don't know. Is it facetious if I say I am? And I found that in every size of organization because people put leadership like up on a pedestal. And quite honestly, it's just another skill that we can learn. And as I said in the talk, we're all leaders. So the things that hold us back are usually those mindsets and our perceptions and not only about ourselves, but how we are going to be received. I I, uh, I can't remember if I heard this on the talk itself or if I read this on your website, but you had said something along the lines of, you know, people who are leaders may not be recognizing themselves as leaders. So could you could you expand on that a little bit? Why do you think that is? Why do you think this happens? Absolutely. I think the reason that is, is because so many people are waiting for some sort of title before they act like a leader. And what I allude to is uh, I watched a TED Talk a long time ago by Drew Dudley called Everyday Leadership, and it stuck with me because it was a thought that I already believed and had in my own mind, and that's that leadership is really just influence. And if you look at it that way, your influence is felt whether you are planning it or not. I mean, think of any time you walk into a room or someone else walks into a room, they definitely have influence, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. And so that's the thing about leadership. We're all leaders, whether we call ourselves that or not. So my whole idea is let's embrace that and and put some energy behind how we actually want to show up and that influence that we do want to have. I think there's this, I don't know if it's a tendency or or what, but I think there's this thing where, you know, people wait for someone else to anoint them to say, you are a leader now, go lead. I think so. And I think that's where they, it plays into the culture of an organization. So the whole anointing, if you will, it's because people feel like, well, who am I to to give feedback or tell someone else how to do it when it's not in my area, it's not my job, it's they're higher above than me, which is, it is a limiting factor and it's hard. I, I've been there myself, but I think at the end of the day, you just have to say, you know, I want to be proud of what I'm putting out there and I want to be proud of how I'm contributing to the greater cause that we're all about here. 
Right, right. So there's this thing where someone's already a leader, you know, showing up, behaving as a leader uh, in, in you know, the, the environments where he or she is showing up in. And maybe they don't recognize it in themselves, but, you know, they are already a leader. So there's that. Right. But I think there's also the other side of, you know, the equation, which is there are there is an opportunity for someone to step into her role or his role. And somehow something holds them back. Yeah. A perfect example would be my sister who just recently took over for a very large market in Indianapolis for her her company. And as she's taking the role of general manager, and this is a million dollar business, multi-million dollar business. Um, that's what she kept saying is she goes, I just don't know that I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's dig into that a little bit further. I think that's, that's the thing that where you hear yourself putting up excuses or barriers of that nature, that's when you need to dig in a little deeper. Mm, mm. And I also wanted to go back to something that you said a little bit earlier when you said, you know, we, we associate uh, so much, you know, the, the term leadership, we put it up up on a pedestal that it's almost, it becomes this big, massive thing, kind of like a, a mountain almost that we have to, you know, to, to climb so that there's this narrative then that begins to run in the back of our minds that go, what, you know, me leader, what, you know, don't I have, don't I have to have followers first before I can be a leader or something like that? <laughs> well, exactly. And not only that, I think it goes back to if you're a highly functioning adult, which most of these people are, but again, leadership is at every level. If you've ever been like me, I call myself a, a recovering uh, perfectionist and a recovering uh, procrastinator, which are both of the huge signs that I, I have a... <laughs> You know, I I suffer from the fixed mindset that you have to get it right the first time. So it's that same fear of failure that I see so much in entrepreneurs and small business owners as well. So I think they need to, you know, definitely embrace the leadership they have, even if they don't have followers. So, Kathy, as you know, this podcast is all about, you know, exploring what it takes to make a career move in today's world. We talk about career pivots and career changes. And I think this this uh, leadership or stepping into your leadership role is a critical component of that, uh, of, of making a career pivot or career change. It may not necessarily mean that you're, you know, you're going for a promotion. It's just that the the very fact of you taking control of your career, pivoting it, changing direction, it is an act of leadership, right? Is an act of self leadership, uh, and an act of stepping into a role that maybe puts you in a in a little bit of an awkward position, or at, at the very least, uh, stretches you out of your comfort zone. And so, as I dig deeper into this topic, and you know, work with people one on one, I could I could. You know, a, a common sort of uh, uh, challenge or obstacle that appears is this notion of readiness, right? So this, you know, a lot of people say as, as they're thinking or considering their next step or a career pivot or a career change is that they're not ready, right? So I'm not ready. I need more experience. I need more training. Maybe I need to go back to school. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just not ready. I need more something, Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 
I've been there, Lou. I've been there. As you know, we were just talking before we started this that I owned my own business for the past 18 years, and I just went to work for an organization. I'm still doing some consulting on the side, but the organization I went into is healthcare, which is a total 180 from everything I've done before. So I've been exactly where your audience is. And you do get into that role. And especially so going into healthcare, it's compounded even more because, as you can imagine, the people in here are highly educated individuals. And and so I've even found myself going back for my master's, which is a good thing for me. But I do question myself sometimes, like, did I think I needed it or am I just taking the opportunity to expand my knowledge? And that's how I prefer to look at it. But I did have to check my own fears at the door when I came in, because when it is a career move like that, you start second guessing everything, like why you did it. What were you thinking? I, so I've been there, been there, done that. I feel for your people, but it is, it's the most rewarding thing I've done. And I I would just tell them to go for it. So are you saying that when you were uh, making a decision about this role that you, you there were some nagging thoughts that entered your mind? Oh, absolutely. And it was the most nerve wracking thing I've done because, you know, I think it's because and someone told me that, which makes total sense. The more fear you have around that is in total proportion to how badly you want it. And I wanted this extremely, extremely bad. You know, and so you put a lot of pressure on yourself, but I've just been a lot, I've doing a lot of my own journaling and, and thoughts on fear and mindset and how it holds leaders back. And, and the whole thing I think we have to remember is the reason we're afraid of it is because of how we will feel if we fail. So it's not the failure itself, it's how you're going to feel about it and how you internalize that. And so that's something that can definitely be managed by your own thoughts and your own development. You know, that's a very good point, what you raised about our level of fear being in proportion, often in proportion to how much we want something, right? Which then leads me to this other, you know, other thing while we're thinking about or talking about fear of failure is this other word now that has entered our lexicon whenever we're talking about leadership, which is, you know, vulnerability and the idea of, you know, that we shouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable as leaders. And in fact, good leaders are, you know, show their vulnerability. And so I was just wondering, how do those two words kind of coexist in a context of leadership, fear of failure and vulnerability? Oh, I think they have to be. I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown and and her TED Talk on vulnerability. I've read all of her books. She's got a new one out too, which I'm I can't wait to get. Um, but I think because a lot of how I I help leaders is in helping them become more authentic and true to who they are. Because once you do that, you really some of those self doubts, some of those fears start to just kind of fade away because you really realize that. It is how you're putting yourself out there. And the only way you can do that is by being vulnerable, by by putting yourself out there in a way that nobody else has done before. And it, you know, my coffee mug in the morning, I have different quotes, but the one I love on days when I'm feeling extremely vulnerable is my one, you know, be that change that you wish to see in the world because you have to do it. Who else is going to? You can't wait for somebody to invite you. Oh, I love that quote too. That's one of my favorites. 
So, um, Kathy, maybe one or two more questions while I have you here on the show. If I, um, if I could maybe ask for your advice. So let's say you're talking to someone who is, you know, at the cusp of taking on their next big step, right? Whether that's in the traditional sort of um, corporate career world or in the entrepreneurial world. And they are there, they're at the crossroads, they are thinking about, you know, their their big pivot or their big next step. And they're, they may be having all these thoughts around their readiness to be a leader, whether they have what it takes and all that kinds of um, nagging things that enter our heads when we're trying to, you know, do something big like this. Uh, what would you advise them? The main thing I advise them to do is first get really, really clear on your core values, what's really important to you, and asking yourself how you want to show up. And then looking for those red flag thoughts that should be telling you, okay, that's just a thought. That's not a reality. The whole, I need more skill or I'm not ready, that I'm not ready is the biggest one, that take a look at that and just question that thought because it's just a thought. And there's probably a ton of history for you or, or proof for you that that would say that's not true. And sometimes that proof comes from a good friend or a loved one who can say, you know, that that's not true. Because you know, it's so easy to see it in others. It's so hard to see it when we're doing it to ourselves. So if you have that ability, um, and the other thing I, I think is having a great coach like you, Lou, because that's when I really woke up to how I was holding myself back is when someone that was a mentor to me and a coach to me said, okay, I'm waving the BS flag here that, you know, that's not true. And I was like, it's not. And they're like, no, let's look at this. And so I think if you can really, get real with yourself. Yeah, usually it's just your mind that's holding you back. I just started reading a book and I don't know that I have it up here right now, but it's something about mind hacks and creating a positive thought loop because those thoughts are exactly just that. We have, you know, millions of thoughts, probably not a week, but thousands a day and and I've I've done research into that. And it's the whole reason that people, you know, should find some way to get that out of your head, either via journaling, meditation, whatever, but it's creating a new thought loop around that. I'm not ready. I need more skill. I'm not enough. I don't have enough of this. And instead say, well, I think I do have enough of this. And here's why here's blah, 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 um, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I do find that women, unfortunately, do this a little more than men as far as thinking we're not ready. Maybe we need to just bluff it a little more. I know. I read a study. I can't remember if if it was a McKinsey study, but I read a study that you probably are very familiar with that when it comes to getting, so for example, applying for a position, a higher level position, that women tend to be more critical about comparing themselves against the job description. And going through each of the bullet points and saying, I don't have that, or I don't really have, you know, I am not, I'm not there yet. Whereas men would look at the bullet points and like, yeah, yeah, for the most part, I can do this, right? And I don't know if you've, if you've noticed that as well. Oh, I have, I have, which is so funny to me again, because um, if any of your audience has had kids, 
there is no explicit directions that comes with that or just families in general. And we do it every day. We are such strong people. Why we doubt ourselves that way is such a shame. But that's what we're here for, to help help support help support in any way we can with that. That book was Mind Hacking by John Hargrave. It's, it's very much on just how to reset your mind um, to get through any kind of this negative feelings or where you hold yourself back. Perfect, perfect. So, Kathy, where can people find you? I know you work. You're working in a in the pharmaceutical industry uh, at the moment. But where can people find you elsewhere? Well, they can definitely find me on the social media. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Kathy Bork. My website is kathybork.com. So it's k a t h y b o u r q u e dot com. And then I'm on Twitter as kbork1. And I still have a Facebook page as well. So any of those methods. And I will put a link to all those interwebs places on the show notes. But Kathy, thank you so much for spending some time with me today and sharing your thoughts around leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. My friend, my mission for Second Break's podcast is to highlight all the ways that we can make a career move in today's world so that we can thrive in our work and reach our highest potential. I hope that you keep coming back each week to discover new stories about how professionals like you are taking the reins and directing their careers and making their dreams happen. If you haven't yet, please take the time to subscribe on Apple Podcast or Google Play. And if you have enjoyed the show and the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes. Those reviews go a long way in helping me reach more career professionals who want to thrive in this business world. Um, you can search for the podcast on iTunes to leave a review, or you can simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review, and that link will take you directly to iTunes. Thank you so much. That is a wrap for today's episode, my friend. You can find the show notes plus all the resources that you heard us talk about in today's show at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 21. If you have any questions or comments about today's topic, you can tweet me at secondbreaks or you can send me an email lou at secondbreaks.com. You've also got a pretty good backlist of episodes now. You can download past episodes on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Or even better, subscribe to the podcast so you won't ever have to miss any of the future ones. Uh, I'll be back next week with a new guest to inspire you, get those juices flowing, and motivate you to make or at least start planning your own career move. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 